Pastor Varun and Pastor Don Lahaprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Servant, you have to settle many issues in your heart. And I tell you, one of the most important issues that you need to settle in your heart in order to become a real servant of God is the issue of money. If you cannot pass this issue, pass the test, it's very difficult for you to be a servant of God. And that's why Jesus Christ talked about money in the four gospels more than heaven and hell. Because he knows that if a man cannot pass this issue, it's very, very difficult to talk about the spiritual thing, about heaven and hell. The Bible says in Luke chapter 16, verse 13, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other. You see, he talked about two masters, and then he compared one master to one. Or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. No, you cannot serve God and mammon. What is mammon? Money. You cannot serve God and money at the same time. Amen? So money is a big issue. The Bible, say, the, the Bible does not say you should not serve God and money at the same time. The Bible says you cannot. Period. Cannot. You are unable to serve God and money at the same time. You, not, you need to have only one boss. One master. That's why living for ministry and living for money are exclusive goals, are exclusive goals. Cannot go together. If you want to live for money, you cannot be a servant of God. If you want to serve God, you need to be faithful about the area of money. You cannot serve money or and, and serve God at the same time. All of your time, all of your money belong to God. All of your talent belong to God. Why, why Jesus talk about money a lot? Because it's so common that money will replace God in your life. It's a big issue. How many people agree with me that money is a big issue that replace God in your life? Is that right? It will replace, it will make you Choose every day. I'm going to go God, I'm going to go money, I'm going to go God, I'm going to go money all the time. You need to, you cannot serve materials and God at the same time. Impossible. If you serve Jesus, money serves you. If you serve money, you serve. If you serve money, you become slave to money. It doesn't, it's nothing wrong about having money. It's okay to have money, but don't serve money. You serve Jesus and let the money serve you. Make decision every day. Money is my slave. They are not my boss. I'm not going to serve money. Amen? Wealth in itself is not a sin. But failing to use wealth for God's purpose is a sin. Failing to use wealth and riches for the purpose of God is a sin. If you use wealth and, and money for the purpose of your own flesh, it's a sin. So you have to be careful about this issue. The Bible is very clear. And I tell you, God will test your heart in this area all the time. God is going to test your faithfulness. 
about your time, your money, everything God gonna test because He want to make sure you are a faithful steward of God. The Bible says in Luke chapter 16, verse 11, Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? What are the true riches? Who knows? Can you give me an example? Two riches. One, two riches. Eternal life. What else? The anointing. Amen. Relationships. Joy. Peace. Is that right? Wisdom, power, revelation, revelation from God. How many people get excited when you read the Bible and God just gives you revelation? Wow! God give me new understanding today. That is to riches. More important than money. I mean, if you love money more than God, God is not going to give those to you and trust those to you. Why some teachers have more revelation than others? Because God trusts them. To be able to handle the revelations, to be able to handle the anointing. Listen carefully one more time. If you have not been faithful in how to manage money, who will? Who in God? You think God gonna commit to your trust the true riches? No way. God will not. Is that right? So, if you're businessmen and women, you can be either wealth builders or Kingdom builders. Nothing wrong about making a lot of money as a businessman. But you make money to build wealth or you make money to support the gospel and support the Great Commission. Today I talked to um, Dwayne and Mary Jo and Neil that I, I like to see that we send out an apostolic team to visit our sister churches so that we can go and help them That's okay. I can use this one. Just turn it off. So we can we can send people to churches to help them to grow. You know, to to visit them. How many people one day want to be in this kind of traveling team to visit sister churches? It's gonna be fun. It's like go to help to build a church, but you need to be faithful in this local church first before you go out of town. Okay, please. <laughs> I today we have talked with uh, Mary Jo and Neil that. We're going to start to look for people who are willing to one day go out and plant churches and go as a missionary, in other words, go out as a missionary. And we're going to interview these people. We're going to interview, ask them to meet me, and we're going to, one, one word I'm going to say to them, I tell you right now. If you want to one day go out, faith, or go out and impact another city for Christ, I want to beg you right now that you show commitment of your time and your ministry in this local church first. Forget about going to another land to do something if you cannot even commit yourself in the local church here and pull up your sleeve and work and just be faithful. Sweat. And no matter what, you're gonna, not going to give up. You're not going to walk away. You're going to be faithful to the end. Then you're going to be passing the test to go to another city and get the job done. If you cannot pass the test in this House, forget about going to another city. It's not going to happen. So I'm going to request some kind of commitment. Amen? So from now on, we're going to start to search for people who are willing to go to another country, to go to another land. Like I know that, for example, uh, Yuki willing to go to Japan if 
Her husband said yes. <laughs> Amen. And how many of you are going to be businessmen who will support the gospel? One day we're going to go plant churches and go and evangelize in some city, you know, and go and preach the gospel, get people saved. We need money to fly. We, we need money to go there. So the money needs to come into t h e s e business people. Amen. So next year I'm going to preach more to the business people to be generous to the kingdom of God. Amen. I, I pray that we're going to have a group of CEO here, a group of lawyers and doctors and group of business owners that come and support the gospel in this place. I pray that Phil is going to sell his CD, millions of CD, so that, that those millions of dollars will support the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So everything is for the gospel. So number one, you think about other people. Not yourself. Two, you must be a good steward. Everything belongs to God. Shift your thinking. Shift your thinking. Number three, servant think about their work, not about what other people are doing. What does it mean? It means this: don't compare. Don't compare yourself with other people. Don't criticize other people' business or other people ministry. Don't compete with others. Don't bother. You just take care of what God called you to do. Amen. Don't compare yourself with another pastor. Don't compare yourself with another care group leader, with another ministry. You are busy doing what God called you to do day and night, and don't spend too much time in comparing, competing, and criticizing. There are four C here: complete, compete, compare, complain. And criticize. Don't do this C four C. Complain, compare, compete, and criticize. Amen. Busy with your own calling. Don't compare yourself with other people. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 5 verse 26, "Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another." Another word. Don't be jealous of somebody else's ministry. If they can bigger than us, fine. Thank God they are bigger. It's okay. But why we have different assignment? Amen. We have different assignment. My assignment is to take care of you. All these beautiful people. If God doesn't send certain group of people in this church, maybe God doesn't send Jappy into this church. That's okay with me. You know, yappy mean young professional. What? Yeah, rich, driving. You know, expensive car into this shirt. I'm happy to have Romero here. He is a man of good heart. This is my assignment. I'm his pastor. I'm happy for that. I'm not going to compare myself. To, oh God, you don't send. These rich people in my church. I don't care about rich people. I want to just take care of God's people that He sent to me here. I have different assignment than another pastor in another corner of the street here. We have different assignment. We don't need to compare. We just do our best to take care of people. Amen. Don't complain of unfairness. You know, sometimes, oh, you give them more gift than me. Oh God, you give them more money, bigger building, beautiful building. You don't give me. You start to complain of the unfairness. You think that God is unfair to you. 
It's not our job to evaluate another servant's work. Let me repeat one more time. It's not our job to evaluate the master's other servant. Romans chapter 14 verse 4. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you to judge another servant? To his own master he stands and falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. So, don't judge other people. You don't have the right to evaluate any person's ministry. Let God evaluate. You just evaluate yourself. Amen? The same thing to me. You know, whatever I can do here, the best I can, don't be a judge toward me and evaluate me. You, your job is to pray for me, give me advice, love me, but your job is not to evaluate me. Let God evaluate me. You know what I mean? It's an attitude issue here. You can give me advice, but don't be, become my judge. Judge me. The same thing, I don't judge you. I just encourage you, set good example, give you advice, and go on. We are not here to judge anyone. Don't judge one another. Amen? Because we all have different weaknesses and strength in our life. Not only that, it's not our job to defend ourselves against criticism. People may criticize us, but we, it's not our job to defend ourselves. In Nehemiah 6, verse 3, look at what Nehemiah say about being criticized. He say like this, So I sent messenger to them, saying, I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease why I leave it and go down to you. In other words, Nehemiah say, if I change it, paraphrase, hey guy, I don't have time to argue with you. I don't have time to defend myself. You can criticize me. They, they criticize him that if a fox stop, uh, um, jump on that wall, the wall going to fall down. Bad walls. They criticize him, his work. He said, no, I don't have time. I'm going to keep doing the work of God. So if people criticize, we don't have to spend time defending ourselves. Just keep doing the work. Whatever God called us to do. Amen. And I want to let you know the good news right now. This is excellent good news. If you serve God, you cannot avoid be, being criticized. Good news. Let's give a hand to God. If you serve God, you are expected, you expect to be criticized. I notice that a lot of people criticize Misusu. I know. When chief, you know, I talked to God yesterday. People criticize me, Susu, this and that. And it, yeah, she is a new leader here in this church. But I tell you, a few years from now, those who criticize me, Susu, we go nowhere. But Miss Susu is going to be a powerful, anointed servant of God. Give her some time. Amen. People who criticize do nothing. They just talk, but do nothing about it. But this girl serving God, this lady is serving God, working hard. You think God going to take whose side? God going to take her side because she served God. She's not complaining. She never criticized anyone. She just keeps serving God. Amen. And she's still single. <laughs> Mrs. Sue, I heard that a lot of men in the church like you. <laughs> many people told me, many men, <laughs> so don't forget <laughs> Amen I want to let you know that Even You remember Mary 
went to put um, <coughs> perfume on Jesus' head and body, and you know who criticized her? The disciple. They say it's a waste. You know, even this, the disciple criticized the woman, and Jesus said, "This is not a waste. This is significant in my eyes." Regardless what other people say, I want to encourage you. If people criticize you, don't listen. Don't be discouraged. Your service to His people and to God is significant. Is significant, and is He lavish. He love. He just value and honor your service to Him and to His people. Don't be discouraged. Every minute. Every single calorie that you spend for God, God consider honor. Don't let the criticism stop you, and please don't criticize one another. Amen. Another one. This is another one. Your heart. Number one, what? Think about other people, not yourself. Two, everything belong to God. You are just a good steward. Number three. Just mean your own business. Don't bother other people. Don't touch other people. Don't compare. Don't compete. Don't don't criticize. Number four, servant identities. As a servant's identity is in Christ. What does it mean? It means this: you serve God out of the foundation that He loves you. And graciously accept you. You don't need to prove your worth and your value at all. Your identity, your value, is in the acceptance of the Son of God, not of man. He uses you. He uses you. He anoints you out of His grace and His love. You don't need to prove your worth. Amen. Hallelujah! If you can think that way, you will not mind to take up a job that look like low kind, beneath sweeping the floor, pick up the chair, helping the pastor correct English, driving to somebody's house, pick up somebody to church. You are not acting like a big kahuna. Look at me. My worth is in my title. I'm a care group leader. Look at me. No, 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 no. It's not about your title. Your 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 worth is not about the what kind of job you do in a church. Oh, I'm a preacher. I get on the stage and I preach. No, 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 no. Your worth is in Christ, not your title, not what you do. If you can think this way, you can do even the most menial job in the church. You're willing to change the diaper in the room there. You're willing to come back behind people and catch people who fall down. Even though you're unit leader, you you can catch people too. Doesn't have to be only archer. If you if you are you say my word is in you you can go and put the cloth on people when they fall down. You see what I mean? Any job. You you can do. You are willing to do any job that if you know. I, I want to teach you one thing in this church that we should have this spirit in the church. Anything that this church need and the, the pastor need, I will volunteer right now. If I don't see any archer, I go out and stand behind. 
I'm, you don't sit in here. You know, I'm too big for this job. I'm too more. I'm too worthy in me that I cannot be a, a, a catcher. No. You can do any job because your worth is in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at Jesus, the best servant. He washed the feet of the disciple. The lowest kind of job of slave in his time. You know there are many levels of slave at that time, and the worst, the lowest kind, are the one who stand at the door and when people when Don walk into the house, Don take off his shoe, then that slave will wash your feet. And then you can go into the house. That kind of slave. He washed the feet of the disciple. Hallelujah! He is. He doesn't. His identity, his worth, is not in what he did, but in the Father. The Father appointed him to be the Savior, to to to, to be the Messiah. Amen. If you realize that your identity is in Christ's love. You will feel very secure all the time. You will not live in insecurity. Oh, maybe people will not like me. Maybe people don't like the way. No, no insecurity. You will not fear of exposure of your weakness. You you accept your weakness. You don't have to act like I'm. I know I make any mistake. You can express. You can tell. You know I'm weak. I, I have problem. I have some weakness in my life. But you know I serve God because God loved me. Not because I'm a great guy, not because of my own worth, but because Christ loved me. Christ died for me. You don't need to be to act like a prideful person or, or pretend that you are a perfect person. No, no, no. You can be down to earth. You can be who you are because your worth is in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. You're not looking for titles. In Second Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 18, Paul say. For not he who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. Another word. Your title, your your worth is not about what people talk about you, or what you. It's not about what you talk about yourself, but it's about the Lord. How the Lord see you. Your identity is in Christ. In another version, the Bible say like this. You may break about yourself. You may. I'm sorry. You may brag about yourself, but the only approval that counts is the Lord's approval from CEV Bible. Your approval is in the Lord, not in man. Amen. Can we have that kind of spirit in our heart? Hallelujah. James, the brother of Jesus, James should have. Boast that oh you know I'm a brother of Jesus you know that I was I grew up in the same home you know what James say he can quote that oh I am a son-in-law of an elder <laughs> no I'm just kidding <laughs> he can quote that <laughs> you know I am a son-in-law of the pastor no no look at what James say <laughs> I know that you're kidding I, I know you're kidding. Look at what James say. James say in James chapter one verse one, a born servant of God and of the Lord. He what James called Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ. His identity is in the Lord, not in being 
sibling of Jesus Christ, as a born servant. Amen. Hallelujah. What last one? Servant, not only is a steward. Servant, think about other people, not yourself, not ourselves, not themselves. Servant, also, also mean their own business and don't criticize other people and don't have to defend themselves when they are criticized. Servant identity is in Christ's love and Christ's grace, the grace of God. Another one, servant, consider the ministry as a privilege and joyful opportunity, not an obligation. It's not an obligation. It's not a must. It's not something I have to do. But it's a joyful thing to do. It's fun. It's a privilege. It's good that I set up the website for the church. It's good that I can produce CD to sell in the church. It's good that I can get involved in in music team. It's good that I can become a Kakub leader. It's a privilege. It's a joyful thing to do. It's a great, powerful, the best opportunity in my life that I can serve the Lord. Psalm 100 verse 2 say, They serve the Lord with gladness. Are you serving the Lord with gladness or with complaints? Or you feel that, oh, I have to do this. Look at what the Bible says in John chapter 12, verse 26. How many people want God to honor you and give you a favor? Okay, this is what the Bible says, John. I'm going to preach about the honor of God next year. I'm preparing the sermon called The Honor of God. Next year, we're going to learn. I'm going to put that as a book. And from now on, every disciple in this church must learn this lesson called The Honor of God. Because I noticed this is a big problem in America. That when I start, last Sunday, when I start to make out the call, People start to get up and walk. And I say, please sit down. Please honor the time right now. Five more minutes. Give me, let me give me give me five more minutes to make out the call. Don't people get up right away. So they don't understand about the honor of God. That the pastor is making such a power. I mean, somebody may go to hell or heaven at this minute right now. You know, and people just get up and walk around. They lack the honor of God. They don't understand the honor of God at all in this society. So we need to teach about this. Serious. Another thing is that we're going to tell the parents in the church that if during the time that no Sunday school, during the, you know, the early time, please get your children to sit with you. We should not let the children walk around outside, not only for the safetyness point of view, but if the ch- can you imagine if the children just run around outside the foyer there and the archer try to get them in, but the parents don't care anyway. You think the guests walk in, they're going to think that we honor God in this house? No, they think that this house is like weird. People don't even honor God. You know, we have the service where the children run around the whole place and eat and make noise. We need to teach our children to honor God. Amen? And I'm working on that too. That's why I, I put Paul to sit and be quiet and don't get up and walk around all the time. We try to train our children too. To, to honor God in the house. John, I, I get out of the topic. Let's come back. John chapter 12, verse 26. The Bible says, If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And wherever I am, you notice, serve and follow. And wherever I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serve me, him my father will honor. 
You want to be honored by God? Serve the Lord. And the Lord say, wherever I am, He will be with me and serve me there. Let me ask you right now, where is Jesus? How how do you relate to Jesus today? Who know the answer, theological answer? How do you how do you follow Jesus today? Jesus said, let, let me repeat one more. If anyone serve me, mean Jesus, let him follow me and where I am. How am I gonna find Jesus? He said, follow me, and I need to be where he is. How am I gonna do that in the practical way today in this generation, in this uh, church era? This is very important uh, knowledge that you need to understand about walking with God. John chapter 14, verses 15 to 18. Listen carefully. John 14, 15 to 18. If you love me, keep my commandments. Love Jesus. You keep His commandments. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Helper means another, uh, another person of the same kind. In other words, the helper is Jesus. Another person of the same kind. And he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither see him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and be with you. I will not leave you often. I will come to you. He said, I will come to you. Jesus said, I will be with you. You can find Jesus through the spirit of truth. So today, 2,000 years ago, the disciple walked with Jesus in the human form. But today, you walk with the spirit of Jesus in you. You need to recognize the Holy Spirit. You need to be connected to the Holy Spirit all the time. When was the last time you talked to the Holy Spirit? Praise God this morning. Yeah, you need to talk to the Holy Spirit all the time. He is Jesus in you. The Spirit of God is Jesus within you, but in the form of the Spirit, the Spirit of truth. He, is, he represents Jesus in, in, in you here. Amen. So, we need to serve God as a great opportunity, not obligation. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, For God is not unfair. He will not forget how hard you have worked for Him and how you have shown your love to Him by caring for other Christians as you still do. We need to serve God and we need to understand that God will never forget your hard work. Amen? So you learn today about the attitude of the real servant, the heart of the real servant. Can you be that rare kind in the body of Christ? I want all to see all of you serve God with a pure heart, with the right spirit, and you're going to get a lot of rewards in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let us really make commitment to God and say, God, I'm going to serve you. You are my master. Whatever you ask me to do, I do it. I will not complain. I will obey right away. 
If you ask me more, I will give you more. I'm not gonna hold back anything. I will serve you. I will love you. I I do anything you want me to do. Have the mind of Christ. Don't think the way the world thinks. The world will think this way. I will do the least I can and let other people suffer. Is that right? That's the the way the world thinks. The world will still teach you this way. That, um, oh, let other people suffer. I will do the least I can. But in the kingdom of God, God, I'm happy to do anything you want, you tell me to do. I'm not going to. I'm willing to serve you no matter what you call me to do. I have no if, and, or but. I will say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Should we pray like that together? Right now, just pray together. Let's pray a prayer of commitment. Pray to commit our life to God. Follow my prayer. Father in heaven, I want to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ in this century. I want to walk with Christ by the Spirit of God. Lord, I give my life to you. You can do whatever you want in my life. You're the owner of my life. And everything that I have, my time, my money, my talents, the gifts that I have, all the materials and wealth, all of them belong to you. And I am your good steward. I promise you, Lord, that I will remind myself by the help of the Holy Spirit, to think about others more than myself. I will be a faithful steward in your kingdom. Lord, I will mean my own business. I will not criticize others, compare myself with others. I will not defend myself when I am criticized. Father, help me To serve God with gladness. It's not a duty. It's not an obligation. But it's a joy. It's a privilege. I give my life to you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I pray that in the coming year, from year 2005 on, we will see people rise up in the church more and more. People who are really dedicated to serve God in different ministry rise up and say, God, I live my life for Him, for you, and I will serve God. Rise up. We'd like to train you, to help you. i like to see that one day, many young people in our church will go to different cities as a group, as a team, and we will be able to preach the gospel there, get people saved, make disciples, and start many, many spirit-filled, word-centered revival church there. I pray that all of us will die to self 
and learn how to humble and and just seek God first. Amen. I I pray um, next next year we like to really um, focus on helping the children ministry and the youth ministry. I, I myself will focus more on the. Uh, the young people, so that unless some couple married couple say, you know, I want to serve God, then would we'll come in and join. I want to see, I want to see people who say that I really committed to serve God, and I want to see them train. I want to get together with them and train them with other leaders in the church. I want to see people really make commitment like this. I gonna serve God. You know, I'm serious. I sign up. In other words, I sign up. I want to serve God here. I'm not going to complain if I get tested by you. Sometimes I rebuke you and you say, "Ah, I'm mad now. I'm leaving the church." That is, you you fail the test. You flung the test. You know, sometimes I I tend to do. I I test you. I I yell at you to see how you how you're gonna respond to me. Or maybe sometimes I don't give you what you want to get to see that you're gonna get mad and leave the church or not. Because sometimes people need to pass the test before they can be used by God. You see what I mean? So, um, uh, I I noticed that. Many people pass the test, like Dwayne, great man. He passed the test. I really appreciate Dwayne. You know, so next year I'm gonna uh, really want to help the international group and help the young people. This, I want to actually, I'm I'm tempted right now to pioneer a new group with all the young people that want to serve God fully. For example, like Jamie or you know, some young people come and, and train them and make this group like evangelize and be active. Train them how to start a care group and, and build a care group. And, and eventually one day they can go out and plant church. They, they need to learn how to do that. So I, I want to see that we are really serious about the kingdom of God. Next year we like to really uh, have a project that we want to remodel this house. You know, after thinking about this, we try to buy the building. And I eventually I decided instead of having a big building, and it's very hard to find big building anyway. And unless we God really graces to find a big building in front in the middle of the city, I rather have a few centers that we can. In other words, people from South will not suffer. Have to drive up to Linwood. If we move to Linwood, then everyone in the South gonna suffer. So we're gonna try to have. Churches in the locality, so people don't have to drive too far. So, because of that, we don't plan to sell this building. We're gonna improve. And God spoke to me that you need to make this house better than your house. If your house you have good quality stuff, you have good things, you clean up your carpet. You know, I want to encourage everyone to take care of God's property. Don't. Eat and spell into the chair. When you see thing drop on the ground, pick it up. Take care of the house of God better than your own house. If you walk, you know, in 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 the house, sometimes I pick up some some paper from the ground and put in the garbage can. In the house of God here, God say that my house must be glor. I'm talking about physical house must be glor more glorious than any house. So next year, I'm gonna talk to elder that I want to spend some money to improve this place to be. Like Solomon Temple, beautiful. Not that we emphasize material. Don't take me wrong, but we want to honor our God. Our children' room gonna be painted 
good, everything. You know, we're gonna take care of the stage, remodel stage. We're gonna take care of everything. We're gonna make this house better. Clean up the room. Make everything in order. Can you help me? Can you help? Can we help each other to make this house clean, neat, honor to God, not messy? We may have to do something to remodel, put the room, put some stuff away, or throw something away to like. Many rooms, we may have to get something out to make the, the house of God look nice. Um, I promise God that we're going to make this church honorable to God. The Bible talks about the vessel of honor and the vessel of dishonor. We want to be vessel of honor, both physically and church building. Amen. So we want to, to do that. And I want to improve the area of feeding the word of God into people's life. So we're going to uh, spend some money and some time in building the CD production so that people, we're going to produce like a CD, series of CD so that people can go listen, series of CD. So people will get into the Word all the time in the car. In, you know, before you go to bed, you listen to the Word of God and get into the Word of God to grow. Amen. We want to do that. We want to, to get people into the Word of God. The Word of God is very important. Amen. If we want to stay to the end. So, next year, we're going to focus on all these things. Mission. Evangelizing, training leaders, rise up and, and prepare people for planting churches. And we're going to try to, you know, take more serious this year. We, we, after one year of coming out from Hope of God Church, we, now we start to find our own identity. We find our own calling. We, we, what God wants us to do this year, God speak, the, the, the Spirit of God speak to the church directly now. Not to any human, you know, uh, what do you call, medi- medium or what do you call, like a representative. God is going to speak to his church directly. So I appreciate all of you who are care group leaders and unit leaders. Anything from um, mission department, you want to say anything? If you are interested one day in be a part of going out and plant church, please come and talk to Mary Jo and Neil and Dwayne. They're going to interview you. They, they want to find out what you really are called to do and, and then they will match you up with the leadership and we can talk. Another thing is that all the unit care group leaders, if you find anyone who is interested in one day going out to plant church somewhere else or pioneer the work in some city, please let Neil and Mary Jo and Dwayne know right away. We want to Train them as soon as possible. We don't want them to waste this time in this church. We want to train people to rise up to go and pioneer. They may not be a pastor, but at least they get trained right away. They need, they're going to get some activity and work and, and uh, do some ministry in a care group. We, we want to have some kind of covenant and commitment that we're going to train you. And you, This is serious now. You are the soldier here. You, are the, you sign up into the military of God, the, the, the army of God. Now we're going to take serious about training you. In other words, we're going to have a group of people in the church that really sign up and say, I want to serve God. We want to take serious about God now so we know who they are. So we can really spend, give them more time, give them more energy to train them. You, you understand what I mean? Yeah, there are a group of people in the church that not non-believers, churchgoers, church attendants on Sunday, but that's another group of people like Barry and Zhao say, I sign up. 
I sign you up. No. Amen. This world needs more servant of God. The field is ripe, but we need laborers. Amen. Um. Why don't I close in prayer, and then each group, each unit and care group, you can gather together and and maybe communicate about how you're gonna improve your serving life in in your group. You know anything God speak to you, but go by your own unit there. Sit together. Please give some time for the for the unit and care group leader to to really. Talk to you and minister. You can talk together. Have some kind of internal talking in your own group. Okay. Um, how about this? I assign international group. Uh, go to this kind of corner. Marriage group come to this corner. Pasisisa go to that corner. Any one group that I forget, huh? And uh, the big unit group. Will, huh? Will, or oh, Pastor Kenny, Pastor Kenny will go to here maybe in this corner. Is it okay? And our big unit group will come in the front here together. You can you can pull the chair out. Hmm? Mics, mics and and uh, uh, <laughs> Victor group. Victor, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, any question? We're gonna pray, close in prayer, and you can communicate and talk among your group. And please, you know, cooperate in the meeting. Want to let you know ahead of time that one, one more minute that um, next year I'm gonna early in January I will begin to talk about our mission statement and our vision. Next, I will uh, talk about. I'm gonna bang on this issue for a while about the file of God and about the Holy Spirit, because I make mistake that I never teach our own members. A lot of people get confused about this issue. Then I will talk about the honor of God. Talk about uh, how we should honor God and about how we live a life of honor before God, something like that. So the next year we're gonna hit some of this issue, the vision, the 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 goal the mission statement of the church the vision of our church all this issue gonna come up in January so make sure that if people miss the church make get the CD for them because all this issue gonna be important you know that everyone should hear because I gonna hit the kind of teach the foundation what we believe here what what why we are like this why our church look like this so that the whole membership can hear at the same time. Oh, this coming Friday we have a New Year Eve, New Year Ablaze, December thirty first, uh, nine p.m. So, um, if you have any question, you can ask Nali. Okay, I don't want to go into detail right now. We're gonna have the uh, potluck, uh, not potluck snack. I'm sorry, snack at, at at the end, after midnight, after the countdown, we have snack. So it's gonna be quite. Unpredictable free flow. Okay, gonna be free flow on after worship. Whatever God leads me and lead us, maybe testimony, encouragement, whatever. 
lay hand, pray, sharing. Okay, so going to be quite free for, yeah. Okay, let's pray. Father, in, thank you, Lord, for teaching us through the Word of God, Lord. We want to grow. We want to become like Christ. We want you, Lord, to help us, Lord, every single day of our life, Lord, to move on to the next level of maturity and to the glory of God, from glory to glory. Father, we want to humble ourselves before you. We want to be real disciple. We don't want to be religious people, but disciple who walk with Jesus every day. Father, help your people in this church. The new people who come in will be changed. Will learn the spirit in this church, and and will humbly serve you, Lord, in Jesus. Mighty name, Amen. So you made for 50 minutes or so, or 20 minutes, not more than that, and then you can leave. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at two zero six two seven five. 1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address: New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much. 